Sam Valentine, a.k.a. One Broke Actress, here with you today. I need like an intro of some kind. I feel like I uh, sound like I'm just talking at random. You know how podcasts have like a thing they say, like, howdy, or like, hey, 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 that it all feels exceptionally false coming out of my mouth. Okay, regardless, we have a brand new episode today. Before we get to it, because I am so excited, I just re-listened to it, and it is so packed full of information. I'm going to give you a little overview of what that is. But before I do that, I just wanted to remind you guys that the contest of rating and reviewing the podcast with a mystery box from One Broke Actress is still on the line, y'all. I'm choosing the winners next week. So the beginning of next week. So rate, review, and send me a screenshot. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or on SoundCloud. Screenshot it, send it to me. If you need a tutorial of how to do that, just message me also. Sam at samvalentine.net. Okay, moving right along. Today's episode is with Katrina Bowden. You might know her better as Sari on 30 Rock or maybe as Fit Cat on Instagram. She currently has four movies in post-production right now. Uh, the girl's killing it. She's kind of amazing. And she was kind enough to sit down with me and chat about all things acting. We hit on so many different points in this one, from network tests and auditioning to being a shy actor. She also takes us through step-by-step step what she does when she books roles that are body-heavy, a.k.a. like a bikini shoot, something of that nature. Lots of little tips in there. In fact, one of them I've started using my tan's looking pretty good right now, I have to say. Uh, she also talks about how it is being married in this actor world. She takes us through good and bad auditions, the highs and lows, and why she stays in this business regardless. So I think you're going to enjoy this and take a lot of things out of it. Without further ado, please enjoy Katrina Bowden. Thanks so much for coming to record with me. Thanks for having me. Tell me a little bit more about how you got to LA like what's kind of been your journey to get here so I moved to LA about a year and a half ago um, I was living in New York City for nine years um, I'm from the East Coast and I moved to New York City when I was 17 okay. um, because I booked a TV show and I started working at 17 right out of high school um, and that show lasted for seven years um, was that 30 Rock? 30 Rock, okay. yeah. Uh, so that you was, booked that right out of high school? Yeah, I was I was about to go to college, and this is crazy. It, um, I got the part three days before I was supposed to move into my dorm room in New York City, and I just <laughs> never showed up. <laughs> no. Yeah, so I got an apartment instead, and my parents didn't really like the idea of it, especially my dad, um, because I was 17 years old. I was almost 18, but I was still 17, technically. He didn't like the idea of me, like, you know, getting my own place and not going to college and not doing the normal thing. Um, but, you know, it turned out <laughs> really well. And, yeah. you know, seven years later, I was on a, you know, a seven-season show of, like, a, a, an award-winning show. And I learned so much in the process. And um, I stayed in New York for about two years after that. I was on another show for that only lasted a season, and it also shot in New York. Um, but it took about two years of my life <laughs> really? for just like a season. And then what uh, show? What was it was that? called Public Morals. It was a drama. Okay. It was really awesome. It just didn't really get enough time, mm -hmm. I don't think. Um, and then after that was canceled, um, my husband, Ben, and I, mm -hmm. we decided we wanted to buy a property finally. Like, we've been renting for ever nine years you know <laughs> so we decided like you know we're looking in New York and everything's so expensive there and we thought why don't we just 
move to LA. <laughs> so we started looking at houses here and we, you know, just fell in love. We, we'd spend a lot of time here. Mm-hmm. Um, both of us like together and separate. And I always liked LA and I always wanted to live here. So we've been here for, for about a year and a half now. Okay, I didn't know that. So yeah. you moved here, like, to buy property. <laughs> yeah, we moved here to get a house. That's <laughs> and so also funny. just, like, you know, I in New York City, I made so many audition tapes, and I was constantly, like, I never could go in the room wanting auditioned. I never, I just never felt like I had as much of a shot as people out in L.A. did for certain projects. Oh, that's interesting. Because nothing ever cast out there. So I have, like, maybe an in-person audition, like, once every few months. And really? every other time I was just making tapes. And when you're making an audition tape, it's great. But at the same time, you don't get feedback. You don't get notes. You don't get any of that stuff. It's a different stuff. feeling in the room, too. I always feel like Oh, way. yeah. Sometimes it can be terrible and you feel awful. But sometimes it can really, it can really help. <laughs> yeah, I had one of those last week. Yeah. God, um, we all have them. <laughs> yeah, which is always good to know. Do you have any stories like that? Like an audition? Like the one I had last week will stick in my brain for forever as like one of the worst auditions I've ever had. Did something go terribly wrong or was it just bad? It was me. It was one of those times you just, when you're so into it and you mm-hmm. just kind of like crumble in the room, which <laughs> I haven't done it in years. And I, it was, uh, it was for a series regular and I just, I just ate it. I couldn't get, oh, I kept mumbling the same line every time, like switching up the words to where it didn't make sense. And they had me do it over and over. And finally, the casting director was like, this is the last time we're going to do this. Oh, and I my said, God. Okay. I mean, they, it was nice that they yeah. let me go more times. But it was one of those ones where I got to my car and I was, like, shaking. And um, Yeah, I definitely, <laughs> I mean, I've had moments where I start shaking during the audition. And I know that my voice is doing this. Uh-huh. Stop doing that. <laughs> it's so uncool. Um, I had an audition once for a really, a, a pilot. And it was a comedy um, it was really quirky, so I decided to do something quirky, and the room that I went into was this long conference room, and all these people were sitting at this long table, and there were so many people in, in the room. It was, it was ridiculous, and I expected it to be like a normal-sized room where I could like have play, a place to, to move around, but I didn't, so I ended up having to do my whole act that I acted out, like my like going on the ground and crawling around <laughs> with very little space. And they kind of realized, like, once I started doing it, no one could see me because there was a giant conference room table. And I left the audition, like, what the, like, what, like, why didn't I just rethink it? I guess right. I was just, like, so committed to that at that point that that, that was pretty bad. I didn't hear anything back. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that always sticks in your head and then you're, you forget so many good ones, which is unfortunate. Yeah. I was just talking to a friend a couple days ago and she said, we went in for like the same thing and it was supposed to be like a really sexy, like hot character. Mm-hmm. And she said that she did her audition and then the casting director just like paused and looked at her and goes, you're so cute. No. And she's like, okay, thanks. <laughs> Bye. I'm definitely not getting this one. <laughs> That's like a blow to to the heart. I know. (laughs) It's fine to be cute, but not when you're trying not to be cute. You're trying to be sexy. Yeah. Also, those, I don't know if people realize until you go up, start really going out, like how debilitating the room can be itself. Yeah. Because you picture, when I first started, I had this, um, I've told people this before, but I had this like big dream of, uh, as I got to like bigger roles, that the rooms would be nicer. (laughs) No. (laughs) But everything's pretty much someone's dirty office. Yeah, and it's always, like, a little hot. It always kind of smells like leftover lunch. Yes. (laughs) The worst is when their lunch gets there and you're the last one before lunch. Yeah, and they just want you out of there. They want you gone. 
I feel like a lot of times people have to go into the same casting director over and over again Mm -hmm. before they get something. How 30 Rock was right out of high school. Were you auditioning while you were in high school too? Yeah. So I was on a soap opera for a very short time before I was on 30 Rock. And I I did a lot of commercials. And I started modeling when I was a teenager. And that's kind of how I started doing commercials. And then I started taking acting classes. And that's how I got into all of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I was going in on auditions. I would take the train or my dad would drive me from New Jersey into New York City after school and I'd go to auditions. It's so cool sounding. Yeah. I'm sure I mean, it sounds cool. Really it was terrible. Cool. <laughs> we get stuck in rush hour traffic like every single day, but um, it was fun. I mean, that's what I wanted to do and I'm glad that he was able to do that and yeah. help me out. Did you, so the, the casting director of 30 Rock, did you go in for her before this book, booking? Yeah. So I had auditioned for her for a film that, um, it was like an indie movie, and I loved the part, and I almost got it. Hayden Panettiere ended up getting it <laughs> at the end oh, of the day. That's funny, but it was it was like not a big deal. I just really liked it, mm-hmm. um, and then I auditioned for Thirty Rock when it was a pilot, and I didn't get the part. I was a little young. I think I maybe had just turned sixteen, and by the time the pilot was picked up, they were recasting the part that I ended up getting, um, and so oh. I went in as like a we're recasting this part. We need to like cast it quickly and it shoots in New York and um, they had remembered me from my original audition and they brought me in and it was literally like a three-day process. I went in for casting, the next day I read with Tina Fey and then the next day they said I they called me and said I got the part. Which what? which never happened, it'll never happen again, ever, <laughs> ever, ever like that and every time I tell anyone that story it's like a weird fairy tale that never happens to anyone and it just, I think it was like the right place at the right time. The right people remembered me from the last time, and I don't know. <laughs> nothing will knock you on your ass like a network test. <laughs> oh, it's the worst thing ever. And my first time ever so network simple. testing. Well, I never. I didn't even test for Thirty Rock. So my first time actually testing for something, I w- it was it was terrifying, and wow. it was not what I thought it was going to be like. And I had no idea what to expect. And it was I just felt like so nervous, and it was. What just, was it? What was it like? If I if you don't mind describing. So, the first, so I, I, the first time I network tested for something, I, I, there were all these other girls, right? And you have to sit with them. And they all look like you, like you on like yeah. a better day. Yeah. That's what I always feel. It's like, well, it's like a, a different version of me. She's like a short one, one with longer hair, one with shorter hair. Like a hippie version of you. Right. So yeah. You have all these different types that look just like me and they're all really nice, but you can't help but look at all of them and think oh, like, what does she have over me? Or am I as good as her? Like, you can't help your mind from going there, especially when you're stuck sitting with them for so long. Um, And then you go in, and it's just a really crowded room. Um, That was the first time it was a really crowded room. And the guy who was reading with me was so far away. He was, like, behind everyone else. And so, and they they claimed that I didn't have enough chemistry with him. And I was like, yeah, well, you put him, like, across the room. So, So that was my first network test. And then the second time I did it was even worse. They brought me into, like, I think it was at CBS, and it... Uh, and that was here in L.A. Yeah, it was okay. here in L.A. Was it CBS Radford? Yes, it was. Ugh, I hate that lot. And I know, it's <laughs> I such a... Why. I know, I don't like it either, but... Uh, they brought me into a room that was an auditorium, and they had me go on the stage. I've, and I was yeah, like, you want me to get on the stage? <laughs> and I got... It was just like, so it just shook. Like, it just made me feel weird. Like, I was so self-conscious, and... Everyone was, there were all these people in the room, but, and it was such a big room with auditorium seating. They were all in different 
parts of, of the room. So no one was, it wasn't like a cluster. So I was like trying to like let the guy in the back know what I was saying, but also trying not to project too much because I'm not like a stage actress by any means. And it was very weird. You'd think they'd have this system figured out now because like TV acting is so small in comparison to theater acting. Yeah. So why do they test you in theater? It's like, I don't know. That's crazy and me. it was a single camera comedy show, so it wasn't meant to be over the top. And I ended up just like sitting down on the stage at some point because I felt so uncomfortable standing there. But I feel like if you feel uncomfortable, you look uncomfortable. Yes. So I don't know how you're supposed to not feel uncomfortable in a situation <laughs> like that, but obviously I didn't do a very good job of that. <laughs> so another one of those, you just like keep doing it mm-hmm. over and over again. So what, what do you think is the main difference for you between like New York and LA? Like, I mean, other than the fact that they're two totally different places completely, um, in terms of the acting world, how do you feel between the two of them? I definitely go on more auditions in LA than I was going on in New York. And I also, I like how in LA there's just so much saturation of the business, which I know a lot, a lot of people don't like that, Mm -hmm. but I actually do because you have more people that relate to you you have more people who are working on cool things you have more opportunities to meet people who maybe not right now but maybe a couple years down the line are shooting something that's awesome and they think of you for it and yeah you know I think more of that has happened to me since I've been here um like a lot of things shoot here and start here and like grow here so it's just it's I think it's just better to be here as an actor than it is to be in New York unless you're an, a theater actor then obviously you want to be in New York but. yeah because we don't have shit here in terms of <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly right <laughs> and then like also in New York none of my friends were in the industry none of them understood anything about it I was really? this weirdo with this weird job that no one understood and they constantly wanted to ask me questions about it and like after a while, it's like it's like going home for Thanksgiving. Like all of your, you know, aunts and uncles that you never talk to have a thousand and ten questions for you, and you don't want to answer them. So that's how it felt, just like with friends in New York, which yeah. was annoying. Like re-explaining your life yes. every time, and trying to explain like what the process is like, and you know, it's like I don't really want to talk about it. It's kind of yeah, not the fun part. That's <laughs> true. I, I I guess I don't pay attention to how much. Uh, of my conversations are just understood that yeah. everyone knows oh, yeah. that You're I, like, oh, I was on an audition, audition and this happened oh it was annoying or whatever yeah. it is you don't have to explain it or that I even so, you haven't booked something in a couple months and no one thinks that's weird exactly they're like, like oh you worked last year that's cool yeah, exactly <laughs> and it's it's not looked down upon where I feel like in New York they're like oh so you're not working at anything right now and you're like well no I'm it's a different kind of hustle and yeah it's different. Totally different. Mm-hmm. So you also have your FitCat uh, website. Mm-hmm. So how did how did you start that? So I started my blog about a year and a half ago. Oh, did you Right really? when I moved. I launched it in January, I guess more than a year and a half ago. Right before I moved to LA, I, I launched it. Um, I didn't know that. I thought you'd been doing it forever. I no. I've even been doing it forever. Well, I've been, I really, I spent like months writing posts and getting like, a, like a backstock of them mm-hmm. um, just to kind of get like my writing style down and figure out like how I wanted to portray myself and how I wanted to write and and then I realized that the way I wanted to write is as if, as if I'm just like talking to a friend I decided that all the other stuff is just boring and stupid and not authentic <laughs> so I decided just to write how I would talk to someone about anything that I would talk about on my blog um, so I started that I uh, and I 
spent a lot of time writing. I had, I had broken my leg in November, and that was like a few months before the launch of my blog. So I had a lot mm. of time on my hands to sit on the couch. So I spent a lot of time <laughs> and writing. And dream about working out. Dream about working out. Oh, her blog is based on working out. Can yeah. You explain was, kind of what it so is. So it's like a healthy lifestyle blog. When I talk about fitness, I talk about nutrition and like just living like a healthy, well-rounded lifestyle. That's also not too far-fetched where you don't have to like, you know, follow all these crazy restrictions and you can live a little too. Yeah, and it's not, it's nice and refreshing because for a successful actress, it's not like goopy. No, yeah, it's not <laughs> it's like, attainable. I don't hate that stuff. It's real. It's, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, and I liked when you, you write about how in conjunction with your acting too, because you're like, right. I have to be in a swimsuit on set, so here's how I'm doing that in a balanced, legitimate way. Right, like I... That was a, actually a really popular post that I did. I wrote, I did like a three-part post about it because there are times where next thing I know, I have to, like in two weeks, I have to be in like a bikini and you're like, what the hell am I going to do? And so you kind of have to go on like a crash diet. And I have to, and I, you know, I wanted to explain that this is what I have to go through when I do this, but it's short term and it's not something I do all the time. And I know that it's not a, like juice fasting is not a healthy <laughs> way to, to live your life, but if, I, if it's for a short term goal just for that I think that's totally fine yeah and a lot of my readers really appreciated hearing that because I feel like there's so many actors that just say oh you know I just eat whatever I want I have burgers and like I just had fries and you're like no you didn't you didn't eat any of that no. you did not eat any of that and if you, you did, took a you picture with it but you didn't <laughs> yeah. and you haven't had it in six weeks right or you, or you ordered it and you had a bite and you threw it out like yeah you, like you're not eating all that like that's just not I mean there are maybe some people who can eat like that but I don't believe that most of them are 18 yeah exactly that's when I could eat like that but not anymore (laughs) no definitely not can you kind of go over that like what you I think there's like there's different ways to go about this so like what I eat in my day-to-day life is mostly healthy what Mm -hmm. I eat while I'm filming or working on something is almost all healthy and then what I eat when I'm filming something that involves little to no clothing is real tight yes. but it's not mo- like you know number one outweighs number three <laughs> yes so yes. what's what's your because you're beautiful and you're fit and you take really Thank good you. care of yourself but like we've had bottles of wine together like, yeah you're not like I've seen you eat I've seen you drink you're a normal person but you also look incredible in a bathing suit most of the time so like what's <laughs> your you. what's your happy medium well, I also don't take bikini pictures after eating lunch <laughs> so <laughs> That's like one one part of it. I just I also like like I, I love wine and I've definitely had nights where I've drank way too much wine and I know that that's not necessarily good for me, Is but it's also not? normal. It's, yeah, it's very normal. And um, I just you have to find, I think you have to like be a normal person at the end of the day. Yeah, you have to be a normal person. You have to find what foods that are healthy that you actually enjoy and you want to eat. And like I post a lot of recipes on my blog too because I, especially since I'm cooking not just for me, I'm cooking for my husband Ben who like, mm-hmm. he, he's one of those people that can eat whatever the hell he wants and he looks like the way he does <laughs> all the time and it's really frustrating. But I like to cook things that are healthy but also interesting enough that he likes it and it's kind of tricking him into thinking it's not healthy. So that's my main goal when I cook. And I, I just try to not eat too much at any one sitting just because, I don't know, I don't like to feel so full. Mm-hmm. But I'm similar to you. Like when I'm working, I don't eat as much. If I'm working and I'm in a bikini, I'm, if, if it's like if it's like a, like, like a bikini shooting day, I probably won't eat much until after that shot is done, to be completely honest. I'll probably have like green juices and like a handful of almonds and then I'll eat like 
a giant meal afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> so well, you have to. I mean, yeah. If you've never been in a bikini on camera, you should do it to yourself just so you understand that like that's not and any walk form around of, and yes and move and sit. Yes. <laughs> Try sitting down in a bikini and looking good. Yeah, and that very few people can do that. <laughs> no, I don't even look good sitting in a sports bra. Like, <laughs> so I think it's it's because it's it's not restrictive. It's like it's almost called for for that. Yeah, because you're not going to get the part if you don't look the part. Like no. if they want you to be in a bikini, they want you to look good in a bikini. So I think it's just like your your body and the way you look is a huge part of why you get a job, and that's kind of shitty but it's also very true and it's been true for a very long time yeah and if you don't look the part you're not going to get the part so how do you do you have any tips or anything like that for someone who uh, for myself for example so I uh, will often be you know on a Friday night out having margaritas and it's like oh hey you have a, a bikini audition on Monday for a commercial (laughs) <laughs> it's like uh it's always when you're ha- it's always when you're like letting your you're guard down fun. <laughs> like snooks up what's like, your like what would be your go-to how do you for an audition for example instead of a booking for an audition I game I mean there's really no way to like lose a lot of weight no it's in like a short period it's like of time. tricks of the eye it's just, just yeah it's just the eye I I'm a big believer in self-tanner um, everyone looks a little bit better tan. Do you um, like any self-tanners? Oh, way? God, I am like a self-tanning junkie. I um, I love Saint-Tropez. It's kind of expensive. Oh, but, but it's worth it. I've it's worth it. And things. then there's there's one that Ulta makes. It's called Saint, uh, San Maurice or something. It's, it's totally it like a knockoff. Yeah, it's totally a knockoff. <laughs> and it's not as like silky and smooth, but it does the same thing and it works just as well. And it's like 12 bucks a bottle. Oh, I'm The same size. That. And it's really, really good. Um, so I use that now too. But I, I also, this, so I think like cutting out salt or as much salt, like I love salt. I put Me salt too. on everything. So I don't do that. I, I cut out the salt and I don't eat breads and I just try to eat like high protein, high fat, mm-hmm. low carb. You're That's like kind full. of, you're, then you're full the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So you're always <laughs> full. And I feel like cutting out too much fats is not good. It, you, you know, your skin won't look as nice and everything won't function as well and you'll feel tired so I want to try to whenever I'm cutting back I try to do it in a way where I still feel good so high protein high fat low carb okay that's That's it yeah and move and exercise yeah exercise is important do tons of different stuff what's your favorite thing um I oh god I don't I don't have like a favorite thing I like really high intensity workouts um I I like I do workouts at brick I do BX a lot mm-hmm. BX it's is like an interval training yeah it's like interval training it's high intensity cardio mixed with like weights but not like you know heavy heavy stuff yeah um I did like Barry's do, boot camp a lot did, did you ever get into CrossFit I did CrossFit in New York for a while but I'm I'm pretty clumsy and I had a couple incidents that made me stop <laughs> um <laughs> I was pra- I was doing toast to bars and I lost my grip and I flew back off the bar and I landed on top of a chalk bucket and I was fine except for bruises but it was just mortifying and it was really like I could have really hurt myself sorry Um, the visual is really good I know it's an (laughs) awesome visual and then I was uh doing box jumps one time and I actually have like an extended story about this this is that's really funny I was doing box jumps and 
I was doing 31 inch box jumps and then they added That's like tall. a plate to the top. Yeah. And I had, like nailed it three times and I was, felt awesome about myself. And, um, and then they put like a plate on top. So it was going to be like a 33 inch and I did it once and I got it. Then the second time I fell and I skinned my, my shins oh. and it was the worst pain I maybe have ever felt in my adult life. <laughs> and, um, I couldn't walk for a couple days. Like that's how terrible it was. Uh, I didn't have like I didn't break any bones or anything. It was just it was just really horrible, and it took so long to heal. And I had to keep it bandaged up. And I had an audition that I had to go to where I was auditioning for a prostitute um, in a in like a, and it was like a you know a, a series regular and a pilot. It's and like I, a rite of passage for of all of us to audition for prostitutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I went in to the audition. I had I wanted to wear like you know, a short dress. Yeah. And I was like, I'll just wear tights underneath the dress. Cause it was New York. It was a little chilly. And like, I was like, I can get away with that. My black tights the day of the audition have a giant rip in them. So I was like, fuck, I, I only have like brown, like kind of see-through tights. So I wore those. Like the and nine I, to five type of tights. Yeah, the, the, they weren't like <laughs> kind of, but they were like a little darker. But I was also kind of like, oh, well, it, it was also like a period piece. So I was like, well, if I wear like something that looks like pantyhose, that might actually kind of work for this. Yeah. So I wore that with a dress. Uh, um, I came out of the bedroom and Ben was home, my husband, and I said, can you see the bandages all over my legs? And he says, no, you can't. I knew you could kind of see them, but I was also so used to them at this point that I was like, you know what? No, you can't really see them because it's kind of like the stocking is kind of blending it. Did you did you have individual band-aids? I had like six on each shin. Six little band-aids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> important to my visual terrible and it looked so stupid and so I went to this audition hoping that they weren't going to look at my legs I went in for the first time and and then I got a call back like it was kind of more like a test type of call back Mm -hmm. and I read with Ed Burns who was the creator of of the show and you have a really good people in your callbacks (laughs) (laughs) well it was more like it was like final rounds okay kind of thing and um and I did I it was a great audition it was awesome and then I ended up getting the part so that was the other show that I was on in oh, New York. Awesome. It's called Public Morals. And didn't even think anything about the band-aids and the legs. And then at the table read for before we started shooting the pilot, Ed Burns came up to me and he was like, so he's like, I'm just so excited to have you on board, la da da, whatever, whatever. And then he says, you know, in the in the audition, when you came in with those bandages all over your, your legs, I thought you really like committed to the part because you looked so pretty and like you looked like so put together, but then you were like a little rough around the edges and it was perfect for the character. And I was just like, uh-huh. <laughs> And I was like, I told Ben, I was like, you will never believe what just happened. <laughs> that is such a testament to you never know what gets you the role. You never know. And I was like, should I be doing that in audition? <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh my God, that's incredible. No, it, was, it was really funny. Okay, so you don't really do CrossFit. Got it. I don't really do it anymore. No. I'll do it every now and then with Ben. I get like it. I had to stop doing it because I was getting too bulky. Yeah. Mm, I know. It like... I don't. I also don't like to be sore here. Yeah, <laughs> in your traps. Every day of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always. So, um, I prefer, you know, not so much of the heavy, heavy weights overhead. I guess. Yeah. Um, but then I like Barry's boot camp a lot. Um, I do reformer Pilates. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> we gotta get Carrie's right. right? Yeah. Significant others to come. I know. I I would love to see Ben on a reformer. I would love to see Caleb on a reformer. I, would, I he. <laughs> I just got certified as a Pilates coach. Yeah, I heard. And I took him through a, a mat 
class mini thing. Was he dying? It was funny. (laughs) So what, what do you wish you knew back in the day? If you could have known something, not just from the time you spent in LA, but from New York, from auditioning. There's so many little things I know that I wish someone would have told me, you know, there's never a place for you to park at auditions from the beginning. You know what I mean? Something like yeah. that. Um, is there any like lessons you've kind of learned along the way that you would have told yourself years ago? I mean, there are so many. I, I guess I do best at auditions when I kind of have a I don't care attitude, which is weird, I guess. You're, no, but you're the third person to tell me that this week, actually. So I feel like if it's something that I'm like, you know what? If I get it, great. If I don't, fine. If I have that mentality going in, I kind of kill it. If I don't, if I'm, if I'm, if I want it so bad and I'm so excited, is when I get too nervous and I kind of, you know, fall on my face. So I guess just try to stay calm, even though I mean that's so easier said than done. But, yeah. Um, and then also, I guess this, this is not necessarily for auditions, but just in general, like I spent so I'm I'm kind of a shy person when I first meet people, and. I spent so long being so shy and not talking and not speaking up and not um, going out of my way to make friends on sets, whereas everyone around me was. And I kind of just like, was like quiet and I just came in, I did my job and I (laughs) left and I, there was nothing ever wrong. And not like I would change that, but I would, I think that like getting to know people that you're working with and getting to know the producers and getting to know the directors and being a friendly face that they can always talk to and being... I, get, I hate the word networking, but in in a sense, kind of networking and just being like a likable person I is say this so a, important. I say this a lot that networking is just having a group of friends. Like yeah. Your network is your friends and yeah, will always it, be. Exactly. And there, and you can totally make friends with the writers on the show. You can make friends with the... Writers the, are good friends to have. The, the directors <laughs> and the producers and everyone. I mean, it's, and it's not a bad thing. You don't have to be best friends, but just be friendly enough where it's... You know, if you have to ask them for a favor, you can feel comfortable doing that. And I've never had that. And I never felt that, like, that was something I could do. Mm-hmm. And I guess I would tell my younger self to just be more myself and not feel like I need to just, like, sit in the background and not say anything <laughs> until spoken to. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's probably just a, uh, also a female thing. Yeah, a female thing. And I think it's and also just, like, a young thing. thing. Like, I was a lot younger than everyone, and I just felt, like, inferior in a lot of ways. So... I bet you are a really good listener, though, too, Mm because that's something I tell people uh, just to be on sets, because I I tend to sit back and watch and listen a lot, because I always think there's something to learn. Like, you know, what is that light called, or like, what lens are they, I'm like, I'll learn something if I just sit here, and who knows when it's going to be important, but there's so much to learn. Exactly, and you learn from other people, too. I love learning from watching other actors, because people have takes on things that you never would have thought of, and there's no reason why you wouldn't have thought of it, it's just people's brains work differently so it's really interesting to yeah sit back and and observe and so you've been married for how long four years really yeah it was four years in may oh congrats yeah thanks um how did you meet your husband and tell me about the process of getting married as an actor because nothing complicates (laughs) life more than having choosing a date (laughs) A year in advance. Right. <laughs> Hopefully not during pilot season or episodic no. <laughs> season or f- indie film season. <laughs> uh, so, okay, Ben and I met a long time ago. I met Ben when I was 16. Um, ben was in a band mm-hmm. um, that was touring the country and the world. And they were like, you know, he was 
way cooler than I was. I was in high school. And I was in a Fall Out Boy music video. Uh, it was a music video for Dance Dance. And I, uh-huh. was, I was cast as, like, the girl in the video. And Ben was good friends with Fall Out Boy because they had, like, the same manager and they were the same type of music. What, and ba- what band was he in? It was called Armor for Sleep. Okay. And um, I knew who he was because I had an ex-boyfriend who loved his band and brought me to oh, one of their ironic. shows. <laughs> so he brought me to one of Ben's band's shows. And I didn't know Ben at the time. But I saw him on stage and I was like, who is that guy? And I wanted to know more. And so I, like, stalked him online. And <laughs> so then I, I saw him at this music what was video. That, like MySpace? <laughs> yeah, like, I, exactly. It was like MySpace. I don't like, God, was, was Facebook even a thing? I don't think Facebook was even a thing then. I feel like Facebook really I think was I just, probably like, Googled getting started. Him. I think I just like Googled him a lot. Like, it's not so like I stalked how, what, what he was doing because it wasn't easy to do that back then in like <laughs> 2000. And You're like, but I would have if I could have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I saw him there and I was just went up and said hi. Um, and he was super shy and uncomfortable with the whole thing. And then eventually oh, we funny. started Were talking. Were you both super shy? He is so shy. And he was so shy to me then. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm more outgoing than Ben, mm-hmm. um, for sure. Yeah, but I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm a little shy when I don't know people. But I was feeling pretty confident in that moment. I was like in the video. And yeah. Like, you know, oh, I was yeah. having a good day. Um, and so I went up to him and uh, just told him I saw his band play. And, um, and then we started loosely dating after that. We both lived in New Jersey, like not far from each other. So whenever he was not on tour, we would hang out. And then we didn't work out, and it broke my heart. And we didn't talk for five years. Uh, and wow. Ben would like write me an email, like every five, like like once a year, every five years, um, for four or five. Sorry, once a year for five years, and like just to check in. And like it broke my heart every time because I never got over him. And then we met again in New York, and we went out on a date. And then we were together ever since. And we got married, like, three years after that. Oh, my God. That's so yeah. cute. Yeah. I didn't know you guys broke up for a long period of time. Oh, that's my God. Crazy. Yeah, we did. And I never got over him. It was, <sighs> like, one of those weird things. That, like, it meant to be. Yeah. Like, my that's mom so drove funny. me to my first date with him because I didn't have my license yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. And so then when we got when we, we got engaged, we I think we set the date about, like, a a year ahead of time because okay. in New York every venue is booked solid for a year oh, God, it's insane yeah. so we booked it a year in advance and like I just had to tell like my manager and my agent like hey this is my wedding date and like I, I can't change it like so if something comes yeah, you put up a down payment on a, on a site yeah you, there's so much and there's so much money that goes into a wedding that like you you can't like ch- change the date you can't no. like once you commit to it it's it's set in stone and so luckily nothing happened so oh that's great or maybe something happened and no one told no me one told about you. it that's good <laughs> which is great too just took no notes. I wouldn't I, even if something like amazing came up I wouldn't want them to have told me because I mean I wouldn't have want I, I know how I am about work and if something came up that was awesome I don't know what I would have done in that moment it's not like I would have like canceled the wedding but like I don't know. You it would have been a really hard struggle to yeah. like turn down an amazing opportunity because I, I love to work and I love, I know that big opportunities don't come every day. So has that happened before? Have you had, um, have you been booked out on something else or, uh, you know, on a trip or something happened where you missed something that like really got under your skin? Um, there have been times where I was like working on something else that I was not able to work on something. It happened a lot on 30 Rock, actually. Yeah. Um, where they would be have me on hold, and then I wouldn't end up working, and I was missed out on like an amazing opportunity. Happened 
all the time and it was really frustrating yeah but I've never like if I go on vacation I just tell my people like hey I'm on vacation like unless it's something that's life-changing like please don't even send it to me have you self-taped do you self-tape at all when you're like on um, Mm -hmm. okay I've self-taped in so many hotel rooms and (laughs) it's always so weird it's so so I feel so awkward when I do it how do you I'm sure Ben helps you yeah he's also like a brilliant photographer too yeah so that probably helps camera so yeah it it helps um and he's gotten so much better at reading lines with me and helping me (laughs) But he was so bad in the beginning, and he just wanted to make a joke out of it every time. <laughs> we used to get in so many now. fights. We used to get in, like every time we self-taped or or practiced or he read lines with me, we would get in a fight because. <laughs> <laughs> or like I don't know about you, but if I make a self-tape, I watch it back and I hate everything I did. I hate every part about what, yeah. what I did, and I never like it. And like, and why did my hand come up in the corner? Right. Let's do what it was I doing with my eyes? Times. Yeah. And then yeah. you do it like 17,000 times. And then by that point, you're never going to like it because you've watched it so many times and you just don't like watching yourself do that. No. And it all looks, and then Caleb wants to kill me. Exactly. He's and like, ben, I have to go to work. And Ben's like, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. You're not, it's, you need, I need to stop doing this. So we've gotten better at it. Um, <laughs> But in the beginning, it was a little rough. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Um, when you self-tape in hotel rooms, do you have any like tips or anything like that that you you know? I mean, obviously like a blank wall and blank wall lighting. lighting. I try to do it like near a window that has curtains, so you can kind of like adjust how much light is coming through. And I think I think just in general, more light is better than not enough light because not enough light makes everyone look bad, and more light makes everyone look. I mean, you might look a little bright, but you'll be still look better. <laughs> Especially by mid-vacation. I know, exactly. You're probably a little red, probably a little tired. Uh-huh. A little back under the eyes. Too many <laughs> bottles of wine. Definitely. Mexico margaritas. Yeah. Um, so how is it being married in this industry? Because I've heard, you know, it's a tough industry to be in a relationship in general. Yeah. Um, I haven't had that issue yet in my life, but... I've heard lots of other stories and that people just prefer to cast like the single actress for some reason. I don't know necessarily really? what that is. Yeah. Maybe you, I've, I don't know, but if you haven't had that vibe, what's it like I being don't... married in this place where you're, you also get up and go. You've done a lot of like filming this year, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And so how is it for you guys? Uh, I mean, for us as a couple, it's, we make it work. I mean, I, I have, to shoot outside of LA a lot more than I would like I guess mm-hmm. when I'm working on things and if it's like four weeks that feels it, it always feels longer than it is like if you're shooting something for three or four weeks it always feels like an eternity and um that's not necessarily a bad thing you just kind of feel like you're living in like wherever you are that's like this new place like I was just in Buffalo New York for only two weeks and maybe like it was maybe like 15 days and I felt like I was there forever and I felt like that was my home and I was never leaving well you're kind of we always called it summer camp syndrome because it's like you're stuck there with those people in that setting because you probably don't have a car you probably don't have Mm -hmm. you know your own you have some small space to yourself but that's kind of it and you're like those are your people exactly (laughs) and it's and it's it's you get so close to everyone so fast because you you have to and it feels it doesn't feel like real life 
And then, and the, the, those two weeks without Ben there with me is, is really tough. Like, it's sad, and I get kind of lonely. And it's good in a way because you can focus more on your work and you're not distracted. Because, like, when Ben's around, I get more distracted than if I was just by myself. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, emotionally, like, I need, like, someone to talk to at night. And, like, you know, <laughs> oh, to like not sleep wanna, alone every night. And that kind You of, want a human connection that's wanna, not in the script? <laughs> I want a human connection. <laughs> exactly. Um... So that's, I mean, that's hard. It's hard to travel. But, and it's also hard, I mean, you know, Ben and I bought a house last year. And so like, thank you. But along with that, it's like a very adult thing to do. And, you know, financially being an actor is, there's so many ups and downs. And like, I have really great ups and I have a lot of downs too. Mm -hmm. And I remember last year in 2016, like I barely worked and I was, and we had just bought the house, and we didn't have, it wasn't like we were in any kind of, like, trouble, but at the same time, like, as an actor, I feel like all of my actor friends feel the same way. If you're not working, you think, oh, my God, I'm never going to work again. Oh, my God, I'm never going to work again. Like, everything is going to, everything terrible is going to happen. And you get the highest highs and the deepest depression. Yeah, so you get, and then, like, all it takes is one job that you book to change that in a second. But until that happens, you feel like you're at the bottom of the barrel and nothing's ever going to work out. And, and that's the time when it looks like everyone else is working except you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and everyone's booking everything. And so there are definitely those moments. And I, I, I also had like a lot of heartbreaks last year where I got very close to some amazing things and they just didn't work out at the last second for mm-hmm. no reason that was a fault of mine. And, you know, Ben is the person that has to deal with those emotions because you know it's emotional and I feel like for me my grieving process from like losing something that I wanted really bad it's like it goes in stages first I'm really sad and I don't want to talk about it and then I get really vocal and I just want to like curse and scream and like talk about how stupid they are and then like I get sad again so mm-hmm. it's like it's like this weird and then I, and then I get over it and it doesn't take it's not like a long long process no, but it definitely happen happens in a matter of hours if you needed to oh co- completely <laughs> so and so Ben has to he, he's learned and also like he's always tries to like pick me back up well like you know you always feel this way and then something else is going to happen. I'm like, but nothing is going to happen. <laughs> but while this you're is different, you know, <laughs> this time is different while you're in that slump. It's like, you can't, you almost can't be picked up. You just need to like be in there for a minute and then climb out a little and then someone yes. can pull you from there. Yeah. You need someone to let you be sad. Yes. Which I think is also normal. Like you need to get mad. You need to get sad and you need to just cry and then you need to get over it. And there are very few things that anyone is going to say that's going to make you feel better until you're ready to feel better about it. It's so true. Yeah. I always try to give myself a time period to be sad. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was a bad audition, I get, like, a couple hours. If it was, like, a callback that I didn't hear anything back, I get, like, until that night. If it was, like, a booking that got dropped, I get, yeah. like, two days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You need to give yourself that time. Or else you, if you feel don't, like crazy. Yeah, you feel – it's, like, all bottled up and you feel crazy. And it's and it's normal to feel sad. It's, it's very normal. And it's also – very few people have jobs where they get thrown through this emotional roller coaster, you know, so often. You, you have to be, like, a very strong person to put up with it, I think. No, I completely agree. What do you think has made you stay in this business? Because it is such – I can't imagine this because I can only see one outcome, but it's so, people often are like, I, I'm, you know, I'm out. I'm done with this, how this feels. I don't it's not good for me. I don't like it. How do you stay you? How do you stay upbeat? How do you manage? 
Um, I think what keeps me going is that the good times are so good and they feel so amazing and there's really nothing like it and I can't imagine anyone else has a job that makes them feel so awesome as like when you book something that you really want and that makes you feel whole. I'm sure there are people who have jobs like that, but I feel like it's, it's a very <laughs> different thing that not many people can like quite understand and explain. And so those times are so good that it makes the bad times, like you don't remember them anymore. Like they go away and then you have another bad time and then you have something great happen again. So it is a, it is a roller coaster, but I feel like, like the, like the fulfillment I get from those good times is enough to make me want to put myself through it. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's it. Yeah. No, I, love that. I love that. I think that's actually a perfect place to wrap up because yeah. I don't, that was a perfect moment. Um, if people want to follow you online, see your blog, where should they look for you? So my blog is fitcatbykatrinabowden.com. Um, and my Instagram is Katrina K. Bowden. And it's adorable. And her husband takes a lot of her pictures. Which All is my really photos. Cute. Yeah. Except my selfies. I take those. <laughs> Maybe you, he should like write a class on significant others taking photos. Oh my God. I because know. Because I could well, sign some people up for it. <laughs> he can like run like a training camp he in our house. <laughs> take more than one photo. It's less yeah. than one. <laughs> you have to take 10,000 pictures to get one. <laughs> Check your lighting boys. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much. This was awesome. Thank you. It was so fun. All right, guys. We will talk to you later. Bye. Damn. I didn't disappoint. That was incredible, right? Thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you really enjoyed that. I definitely did. Thank you so much to Katrina for sitting down with me and sharing all of that insight. Much appreciated. Follow her on Instagram. And while you're at it, follow me at One Broke Actress and subscribe at OneBrokeActress.com. Don't forget about the contest. Email me your screenshots. And thank you, as always, to Maggie Zabo for her beautiful theme song. Have a great week, guys.